Welcome to the Square Peg Podcast with Jordan, Tyler, and Dave, where we talk about things nobody cares about, but we have opinions on anyway. Hello. 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 Howdy. Man, you guys are super prompt, too. What? It's nine. I know, but you both both joined in at nine. It's like you were waiting. Oh, I was. I've been sitting here for two hours waiting to click the join. <laughs> Dave, get a life. Mm. Or not, because this is the best thing he could have been doing on a Thursday night. Definitely waiting. Waiting to click join. Definitely yep. the best thing. Yep. Not like I have other things going on. Yeah, it's all good. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. What's everybody drinking? Water. What? Yeah, I should get water. I'm not drinking because I think I'm getting sick. Uh-oh. <coughs> Oh, dude, keep that to yourself. Yeah, seriously, it's, that's contagious. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been like a week and a half since I saw you, Tyler. It can't be for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a Larceny whiskey. Larceny whiskey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Deal it? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> it's like a cheaper maker's mark, so it's practically stolen. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. You gave someone money and then you took it without them knowing? Well, actually, they knew and they took my ID, so they kind of have a photo ID of me. So, but it's, a, Calif- it's a California. It's a California. Ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad criminal. What can I say? Mm-hmm. You took, wait, you bought that here? No, I bought it here. No. But I used my California ID, so I'm pretty sure they can't find me then. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're going to go all the way to California looking for you. Uh, what you playing nowadays, David? What am I playing? Started playing Rocket League again. Picked it back up. They just uh, reset their season. Um, so I usually, usually go back, get my ranks back, and uh, and then burn out pretty quick. What's the highest rank you've ever gotten? Uh, I'm right now on Diamond. I was champion maybe three or four seasons ago. Is champion worse than Diamond or better? Better. Okay. I don't, I don't play enough to keep my skills going. It's, uh, it's kind of easy to get rusty. I also picked up a bunch of the free stuff from the Epic Store. So played through Fez. Um, nice. It was What is good. You think of Fez? What? What did what? I think of it? Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I thought there was some like clunkiness in it, but it was, it was super charming. Charming is a great way to put it, I think. Like everything about it, you know, little dudes are cute. Every time my wife would walk by, she'd be like, "Oh, he's so cute." I'll I'll let you keep on playing. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Tyler, bunch of roguelikes still playing Undermine tonight. Before I jumped on here, it's pretty good. Still Hades. Probably gonna pick up Children or Child of Morda or whatever. It's a little bit more actiony, a little bit more RPG, but still definitely a roguelike. Nice. I've been playing a shit ton of WoW Classic. Like, I think that's all. Uh, it's been absolutely wonderful. Yeah, everything you thought it would be. Yeah, and I, I, but I came in knowing exactly what to expect. Sure. Like clunky social systems. It's going to be a lot of walking around quests. Like my warrior quest level thirty is going to take me like ten hours to complete. There's a little bit of charm to that. Where Where are you now? What level? Uh, level thirty three. Okay. But it's just I'm just having fun. All right. How much time have you put into it so far? Uh, slash played or 
Sure. <laughs> or time spending queue. <laughs> um, I think I have about almost three days total slash played. Okay. No, it's not too bad. Not bad. There was a dude who got like level 60 in four days. I don't doubt it. I mean, four days straight. And oh, he took, he took, like, he slept. He slept. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he slept and I don't think he was malnourished or anything. No. Oh. Did he have friends? Uh, no, he was solo. Solo? I'm using a guild, like, with a bunch of other people. Oh. And he only abused layering the last two levels. I could see that. I mean, people would, people would figure it out how to, how to level and the yeah. fastest way to level. So yeah. it's not like they made it any more difficult than it was back then. So. Well, actually, they made it a little easier being on 1.12 instead of an earlier patch. Well, there you go. I'm not surprised people are rifling through. It just shows like, you know, when it, when it first came out, people were still kind of finding their legs and taking a while to mm-hmm. uh, get up to those levels. But yeah, nowadays, I mean, people optimize the crap out of that. I also care a lot more today. Like people, it's a thing. Like the race has become a thing and has been an intentional race every time there's an expansion. Every time there's something a race over in WoW, it's a, an important part of the game. People now are taking a 2019 mindset and going back to 2004. And it <laughs> changed. He had like 350 people watching him ding 60. That's it? Sorry, 350,000. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those the are lar- different numbers. The larceny is kicking him really quick. <laughs> no, he had like 350,000. And so he's like, I think his name is like Joker D or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so his whole thing is he loves to speed level, but he hates doing anything else in the game. Oh. So after leveling start up, over. leveling up a class, he literally goes and walks into to Goldshire, 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 Goldshire. It doesn't it depend on which country you're from. It's Shire, God Goldshire. <laughs> but he walks him over there and then deletes his character right in, the, in a Goldshire every single time, except he couldn't do it because people were sending him mail, and you can't delete your character with unread mail. <laughs> What I was super shocked with, though, was MC cleared in the first week. That shit I mean, was so easy. No, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't easy, but we had to talk about this in, in Austin, Tyler, where I was like, we, we were like, well, it's going to take like three weeks because of the reputation requirements. I don't, th- I think there was still a way to game it because you could, you didn't have to have eight people per run. You could have your one person with all the rep run back and get the thing and come back to activate each rune. Mm-hmm. You really only need one person with reputation. You didn't need the whole, whole raid or even like the eight. And when we did it, we had eight people so that we didn't have to like stop the raid and wait for some dude to go out and run out to Ashara. But that was a long time ago. And to get world first, I'm sure people are willing to push it. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? Was apparently there's a, a in the northwest section of Silithus, you can farm elementals up there and get Hydraxian Warlord rep. Mm. See. So, Fun loopholes. Yeah, loopholes. And it was just, that was, that was, I thought the only thing that was going to prevent um, Ragnaros from going down the first week. And it cleared a 1 million total, like cumulative total Twitch views when it first came out, which is crazy for a 15 year old game. Just wait till people start streaming Minecraft. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the, the, the response on both Twitch and just in general, the classic wow has been more positive than I expect. I'm still a little skeptical on the staying power of it, but we'll see. At a certain I point, see, it's played out. I see a lot of people in my friends lists and things still playing 
World of Warcraft. Actually, a couple of them have just switched to World of Warcraft now instead of World of Warcraft Classic. So maybe yeah. that just reminded them of what they're missing. <laughs> Probably. Would you like to play a modern version of this? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. thing I've seen was I think Blizzard offered like a le- free level 110 or something like that if you leveled up to 60 in Classic. Oh. Smart. Very smart. Also, please, please, please come back to retail. Right? Yeah. How long does it take to level up to 110? Like three days? <laughs> Probably less than it takes to level up to 60. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Definitely not. It's like a couple days. It's not hard to level to 110. Probably even easier now. I mean, I'd be interested to see overall what the effect on retail WoW is after Classic or from this whole Classic release thing because it looked like about from third-party sites and stuff, about 30% of the rating population of WoW bailed out for Classic. Uh, the first week of Classic. That's crazy. A significant number. I mean, these are theoretically the people that are still playing WoW on a daily or like raid logging or whatever. 30% of that number to drop was pretty significant. So we'll see if that comes back with more people to WoW, like if it actually pulls people back in or if it's going to be an ebb and flow thing. I just don't, I don't know what the plan is for content updates for Classic WoW. And if if you beat the game in the first week or two how much longer people can stick around yeah yeah it's not i mean it at that point there was is there any benefit to multiple raids i mean you get up your raid faster theoretically by like alt stacking i mean that's the, the kind of tactics that people use in in current wow it's you know you run multiple splits of raids to get certain characters stack as stacked as possible and then the next week you run a, a the mythic raids or whatever to be ready to go but i i mean leveling in wow classic is considerably harder right than leveling in current wow and raiding in current wow is insanely harder than raiding in classic WoW. like classic wow yeah. was like yeah. can you wrangle 40 people to show up on time not even 40 it could be you could do it with 35 if that <laughs> exactly i mean i remember uh when lich king came out we took almost all the server first with like 15 15 to 20 people in these 25 man raids mm-hmm just mm. like we leveled first and get in there and just claim everything first that's what these guys did for to get world first rag was i think half the raid maybe more was below level 60 mm-hmm. and they got in they've been practicing they, they were a private server guild they've just been practicing for out for years for this <laughs> <laughs> but they were able to do it with like over half the raid being under leveled everybody being under geared and i was like well maybe it's not that like maybe it's not that difficult and for me it's like the level like the like you said the leveling is a little bit more difficult and what that has done is actually i will i will go and as if i see someone else questing in the same area i'll invite him to my group because it's just it's so arduous that i look for other opportunities to help alleviate that versus there's no reason in retail when I played in Legion and WAD and stuff like that, there's no reason to invite someone else. I'm just going to blitz through it anyway. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I do. I do remember that. I know I miss it too. Just random people running up to you and inviting you to group and are you going to suck or are you going to be a good, <laughs> good group member? Well, I'm getting like, I, even at 30 and 31, I'm getting hit up by random people asking me to tank, which feels uh-huh. really good. Nice. Quite honest. Like it makes me feel so like I'm like I'm I'm a good person because I <laughs> I'm I'm a level thirty one warrior 
I have value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all get a chance to look at the Ion Fury thing? Uh, were you talking about the lawsuit or were you talking about the... Holy crap, there's a lawsuit? Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah, lawsuit. It was, called Iron the, Maiden. it was called Ion Maiden. And so uh, Iron Maiden litigated and uh, forced them to change their name. So they changed their name to Ion Fury. Gotcha. I was not talking about that. No. <laughs> but I did not know that. I do know about the censorship stuff that they went yeah. through. And the uh, latest thing that uh, people got angry about. So they hit so they- Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that they, got, they got angry at something that was in the game. Yes. So they changed it. And then people got angry that they changed it. Right. So... The way I understand it is like there was a a group of people who got upset for a joke that they made in the game. Yep. And then, um, so they they changed it to get to get rid of the joke, and immediately got hit with this just immense amount of like negative Steam reviews, blasting them on Steam. Mm-hmm. And like a week later, they're like, oh we're sorry for removing this controversial thing, the joke that we made. And so they put it back in and now the reviews have turned to mostly positive again. Oh, I, huh. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that, you know, broaches the subject of review bombing on steam, which is mm. steam's major problem. One of its worst flaws. Yeah. Yeah. In in Amazon. Yep. Yep. Like having, honestly, like in my opinion, the problem is having, you know, reviews at the place where you're making the purchase, which is good in most circumstances, but it has serious potential to be abused and it constantly is on Steam. Yes. Because gamers have nothing but time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, more than that, like the uh, uh, somebody from Valve was talking about the the statements that they made on uh, uh, Metro Exodus when when it uh, announced it was going to the Epic Store. Oh yeah, uh, how they made a, just an offhand comment on the Steam Store page saying, you know, they they decided to do this. We think it's a little unfair, and then you know, obviously people, you know went kind of crazy over that saying, you know, agreeing with valve and, and, and making a big deal about them going over to the Epic store. Um, and, uh, the guy from valve was saying that, you know, they, they weren't really intending it to be vitriolic. They weren't angry about it. Um, but gamers tend to look for the noisiest outlet and saturate it. So <laughs> obviously the, the, the biggest statement that they can make on steam is a bad review because it shows up on the, store page mm-hmm. and it's visible and it's you know and it's negatively affecting developers and so that is the the most obvious place a gamer is going to go to vent their frustrations well it's and the only place that they can go to vent their frustrations too really well it, it's it's the only place that they can go that they feel like they'll be heard that's true because they could go to a forum or a discord server or whatever but a developer can moderate that and steam reviews or ignore it or ignore it. And Steam reviews can't be moderated. So, like, the developer has no control over what goes into their Steam reviews. And so, that's uh, the obvious place that people are going to go to rage out. 
I don't know what the solution to that is, <laughs> or even if there is a solution to that. I mean, getting rid of reviews is not a good idea. Yeah. Bad for people. Uh, I mean, they're trying to do something about it. They're trying to algorithmically determine when a review bomb is happening and, and get rid of it. But it like, even that only works sometimes. Well, I think that this is, this kind of uh, lends us, lends itself towards the whole there's I mean there's a bunch of issues with this whereas like the first one is like negatively review bombing because they, the developer did something they didn't like which mm-hmm. is the whole like can of worms but then the opposite is like hey we're going to positively review bomb mm-hmm. something because they did something we did like like they listened to us so we're going to positively review bomb this and that's both in my opinion both are equally uh, problematic. Yeah, I mean they're both bad. Like you definitely need people are using communities to game the system basically and tell yeah. you like because of our like the biggest problem to me is because of an agenda someone wants to tell everyone don't buy this game because of our agenda which may ha- may or may not have anything to do with the person who's actually looking to buy that game. They're just looking to play a game they would like but instead people are saying because this game you know the developers of this game are primarily women you shouldn't play this game or because the developers of this game didn't like respond to my our community's concerns you should not play this game Uh, and that seems like not unfair just unreasonable like that's kind of not a thing that you get to do in your normal daily life with the exception of you know the internet i mean i I almost feel like in in most of these cases like where you're dealing with reviews it it seems better to me to allow people to say i like this don't allow them to say i don't like this and give some kind of metric just based on how many people said they liked it right because if they don't like it they're not going to say i like it so the ones that you know if a game's bad very few people are going to say i like this like a exclusively upvote system without a downvote and obviously that's not perfect because you you know if it's bad you want to say it's bad and some things probably deserve people saying it's bad but i kind of feel like that's a that's a bit of a compromise to i guess it it that's that's how it worked on green light like when when they were approving mm-hmm. games, like if a game was submitted like you could basically say i like this game you couldn't say i don't like this game and uh you know their gauge of which games were popular or which games should get through the green light process were just how many upvotes did it get I mean, but didn't people go in and start buying green light upvotes? Probably. But I mean, they're, they're already, you know, trying to detect that kind of abuse. Both kinds of abuse are bad. Uh, I honestly feel like that kind of abuse is less bad. I always felt like the, the best way to combat it is only let someone review a product if, they, if you can verify that they bought it and have not returned it. Sure. So like... Yeah, you may get hit with a bunch of negative reviews, but you still made the money off of the game. Yeah, sure. It kind of does defeat the review process, though, right? Because theoretically, if I buy a game and it's complete shit, and I return it and say, you know, guys, this game wasn't good, right? Like, this game isn't... I wouldn't buy this if I were you. Hmm. Theoretically, as a consumer, investing in the well-being of other consumers, I'm now no longer allowed to do that, right? I can say I returned it, but shouldn't tell you, you shouldn't buy it and return it. I still feel like that defeats sort of the purpose of, of having public review process or whatever. Yeah. 
is it i mean i mean it is public but is it public because we have like we have so much anonymity on the internet when we go into review systems i i i could almost guarantee you that i could go and find positive review bots for amazon and i don't know about steam games but i'm sure that they exist and so you sit there with this ai of like people are just kind of positively review bombing this and honestly negatively review bombing this and it's starting to as someone who relies on reviews a lot especially for like food and stuff this restaurant has good reviews maybe we should check it out it behooves the the restaurant to go and spend them spend a hundred bucks to go and get 500 positive reviews from india and i mean they do that i mean that's things like yelp and 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 amazon are honestly like less regulated than steam right you can't leave a steam on a review game unless you buy it unless you buy a game oh really yeah you can buy it and refund it like i can't just go on steam and review whatever random game i want to review whereas on amazon or yelp or whatever you can you can post whatever you want they don't have to verify that you actually ate at that restaurant or that you actually bought that thing on amazon on amazon it does point out that this person bought this thing but you can totally review it without having bought that product um so on Steam, I think it's a little harder to to uh, set up a bot that does that because that's not that's not super profitable if somebody has to uh, buy the game to review it. Like you're, that's true. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna gain any sense from that. Also, if your account has a history of refunding every single game you purchase, you yes. probably get banned pretty quick. Is yeah. my assumption. Yeah, or they'll just stop giving you refunds. Yeah, probably. I mean, Yelp has has like the worst business model. Like, not worst in terms of bad for Yelp, but worst for business owners. Sure. Um, I don't know if you all have experienced this, but they they will leave bad reviews up unless you pay for them to, like, oh, yeah. rearrange them. And it's the most ridiculous. It it is like the mafia. It's like the internet mafia. They're making money with it. <laughs> yes, they are. And it's. I mean because so many people use it, it's hard for anybody to really do anything about it unless somebody tries to come out with a competitor to Yelp. Yeah, yeah but Let's, who's going to use that? Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll be the other mafia. Like, yeah, we'll be the good mafia. <laughs> Pay us to leave a bad review. Actually, honestly, that's not a bad way to do it. <laughs> right? Like, if you feel so strongly about this that you will pay us a dollar, then you can leave a bad review. I was talking to a friend of mine. He he was running a business, got a like a social bunch of bad social media press, and so he deleted his social media account. And the person who was set, who was spamming him with this bad social media press called him and said, "Hey, what are you doing? You can't delete that." And he's like, "If you want to leave a bad review, you can pay a newspaper and take an ad out." <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> And they're like, uh, 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 I don't, I don't. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. That's not super lucrative, though. I don't think anybody would use it. I did not know this. About a week ago, marked the five-year anniversary of Gamergate. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, there have been so many other outrages since then. So. I know so many other gates. Just <laughs> there's another there's another gate every week now. It just does definitely feels like that. It's like don't spend too much time on Twitter, apparently. Yeah. And I mean, people are even finding things older than that to get mad about today. Like James Gunn, the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. They just unearthed tweets from 10 years ago or whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I'm so tired of that. <laughs> it's like, well, one, like the James Gunn tweets, they were, they were, seemed very, like very jokish to me. But the problem is that, like context is kind of like left to the yeah. reader, I guess, in Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, context is just not there. Context has a statute of limitations of like <laughs> part of the conversation. Yeah. Four years later, it's yeah. not, but yeah. I mean, at that point, you just delete them. I mean, I everybody's <laughs> made a dumb joke on the internet, and you could probably I, go back to some random forum. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I have only made dumb jokes using a completely different name, and oh, okay. no one will be able to find it or link it okay. to me. I wish there were like a million people listening to this right now. <laughs> Somebody would go dig up crap. <laughs> That reminds me, I was I was looking at a blog that me and a friend of mine did. Um, no, I'm not going to hand it out. I'm not going to show you what it is. <laughs> it was supposed to be completely anonymous, but I came across it again recently. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, man, I made some really edgy jokes back. This was like <laughs> eight, nine years ago. It's like, yep. I hope no one finds this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I was a, I was a naive young man at one point, too. Yeah, I feel like when I was a kid doing stupid shit, there wasn't like, the internet wasn't recording. <laughs> there wasn't a history book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, I don't know how my kids are going to survive. They're already all over the internet. Mm-hmm. So back to game-related stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned, I think it was from a PAX West interview, but may have been not Cyberpunk 2077 is going to have multiplayer. Sounds cool. Like is it? I don't know how that was. Well, is it going to be like a GTA Online kind of thing? So what they said was that that they have all they have said is that it is an R and D and that it is at some point going to be a thing. I don't think they confirmed it for release, but it. Oh, okay. Also, I don't. I hope they proved me wrong, but I don't feel like that game needs multiplayer. Like. Yeah, they they also haven't. I mean, have they ever made a multiplayer game? Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. So I hope they do well. I hope this isn't this game has been in development for so long and has such a big development budget that like we have to find a way to milk more money out of it and yeah. multiplayer with DLC or something is the answer to that. I'm uh, sure they see Rockstar and like how much piles and piles of cash GTA Online brings in. And they're like, we're kind of making a GTA-like game. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, but like Red Dead made like most of GTA's earnings or whatever in a fucking weekend. So, yeah. And that doesn't have that like that doesn't need the extension. So but, I don't know. But it has it. Yeah, we'll see. For some reason, I felt like it was going to be like the... Um, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Hmm. Uh, like a completely separate... Like, yeah, not, not even related to the main game even. Yeah, really. yeah, just kind of like, hey, we're going to use kind of the same combat system a little bit and let you go and do your thing with friends if you want. Hmm. I would love that. Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was amazing. Mm-hmm. On an attached to a story-driven game, like didn't need it to exist at all, but it did exist and it just enhanced that uh, product. So I'll be I'll be completely honest. I didn't play Mass Effect three. Um, what made the three multiplayer so good? 
it didn't feel like a Bioware game. <laughs> That's so harsh. It was more, it was more unexpected than anything. It was super unexpected. They basically took like um, kind of like a Gears of War horde mode, used the combat system for Mass Effect, balanced it to be fun and challenging, gave it a progression like a, a persist progression and persistence, gave like sort of team based roles to it and character classes to unlock. Uh, multiple diff multiple scaling difficulties you could actually play it for a long time uh they ran a bunch of events that were really smart that's like if the community at large kills a million grunts this weekend everybody gets 10 free loot boxes and stuff like that and that was like guess what the community kills on average 40 million grunts every weekend so like it's going to happen basically just give free shit away mm -hmm. but it kept it kept the community engaged for a little while there's some dumb like card like the loot box system could have been better or whatever but it was a it was a very fun game game not a narrative game yeah i wonder if it's one of those things like it, going into it your expectations are super low oh they totally were it, it exceeded them and that just made it that much better yeah that's like fusion frenzy for me oh yeah like there's a there's a demo of fusion like frenzy party game yeah, on 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 the Halo on the Halo disc back in like on the original Xbox. Yeah, and you would go and you would play it, and like we had gotten so bored of Halo because we couldn't afford to get another game. Yep. That we were like, okay, fine, we'll go to this Fusion Frenzy, and it was just the most ridiculous, like stupid but like hilarious game at the same time. We had no expectations going in. It was like the Mario Party of the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Mario Party. Uh, Jamie and I played Mario Party last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the new Switch one. Mm -hmm. I was hoping for a little bit more bullshit. <laughs> a little more randomness? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was. I went into it, and I was like, look, look, this is a bullshit game. And the whole time I'm saying, like, this is not bullshit enough. Like, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> agree with that. A lot of the minigames, there was not enough, like, I am winning, and then suddenly I lose. Yes. It's mostly just I am winning and then I win. Ugh, I won't play Mario Party. Well, that's not fair. I will play Mario Party, but I will not enjoy Mario Party. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a competitive game, except there's nothing actually competitive about it, and it just sort yeah. of rolls the dice and says, you win today. Yep. <laughs> yep. That That is also kind of how it felt. Like even... Uh, even winning the mini games didn't even necessarily help you all that much. Mm -mm. It's just... You know, did you happen to luck into the correct route so that you could buy all the stars when you got to them? And yup, yep. But the whole thing is like, Nintendo is the king at destroying relationships and families and friendships with their their <laughs> their bullshit like party games. They really are, and that's why I love it. Like it, 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 there's this a certain amount of rage that even non, like normal. Can I say normal game players? I don't know. What is a normal game player? I know Never. that's that's a good question. That was actually so that was actually brought. Oh, sorry, I keep bumping my desk. I don't know if y'all hear that or not. <laughs> um, that was actually brought up by a someone who reached out to me and was like we started talking about there is no word for uh, people who really look at games in a analytical way not analytical way but just like assessing them like you have 
foodie for food and you have cinephile for movies and you have bookworm for books, I guess. I don't know what to write, but there's no word for games the same way. Gamer can be all encompassing or completely not all encompassing, depending on who's saying it. Sure. I've also talked to people that would self identify as a foodie and only really ever been to. Yeah. I don't like food trucks are how I'm a foodie, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think those terms are even narrow enough for that kind of thing. I feel like you know, gamer is a good description of somebody who plays games. And if you want to start getting into specifics of somebody who plays games and analyzes them, you call them a content creator. Probably accurate, because realistically, I mean, saying something like gamer would be the equivalent of saying reader for someone who enjoys books. Yeah. But it's it's just so broad, right? That's why yeah. we always slap definition. Like I'm a hardcore console gamer. Yeah. <laughs> PC it's gamer. A, yeah. Someone could plays every single console game. It's probably a more hardcore gamer than I am today, but mm-hmm. or has more time to invest in that. But that doesn't make them. It doesn't make them any less <laughs> hardcore. It just it determines where they spend their time. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the issue. Is like you have a gamer. Someone who plays every console game is very different from someone who plays every mobile game. But, yep. but it's hard to determine exactly like how do you label, maybe define. I mean, yeah. you have you do have like you know casual gamers and hardcore gamers, and I think that I don't know that that distinction honestly is not super useful to most people. As a as a developer, maybe we you know might target hardcore gamers or target casual gamers or whatever, but. You know, if I'm like trying to determine somebody's interests, if they just say, I like video games, then that's, that's enough for me. I think my, usually my next question is, so what do you like? What games do you like to play? I hate games. <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like, I, I, maybe I should backtrack a little bit. The, the distinction I make is like, somebody says, I like to play video games. And I say, do you like to play Call of Duty? <laughs> Answer to that question. <laughs> usually separates you know into two distinct groups because like if they say yes then i know if i say do you like this other game they're gonna say no yeah, i mean that's fair <laughs> <laughs> and i'm totally generalizing but yeah yeah there, i mean call there, of duty is actually a pretty fun game oh yeah well hold on who invited him Let's have <laughs> call of duty is actually uh there's a like when battlefield came out like there was a They've, they've kind of grown to be rivals, Battlefield and Call of Duty. And for the longest time, I preferred Battlefield. But as of late, I actually don't like Battlefield anymore, and I kind of prefer Call of Duty. I don't really play either of them. So yeah, I, mean, go ahead, I appreciate Call of Duty. And when I was working at Blizzard, I remember getting a couple of the titles for free, and I played through them, and I was like, that was a really, really compelling, awesome experience. And then I played the multiplayer for a little bit, and I was like, I could see how someone could play a lot of this, and I'm going to go do something else now. But that mm-hmm. doesn't, I mean... There's nothing wrong with Call of Duty. I think we're, I think the stereotype is the is the judgment of there's something wrong with the kind of people who exclusively play Call of Duty. Like there's that. Oh, that's you. If you own one game, you're not a true gamer, and because that game's probably Call of Duty or Madden or FIFA. Oh yeah, those are those are the other ones. Like there are there are those people who just play Madden or just play FIFA. A lot of people in you know Europe and and third world countries and stuff. FIFA is really big, and you know I. I racist. Uh, wow. <laughs> I like that anybody plays any game, and I think um, 
Call of Duty was that that one game where like you know most people just played Call of Duty. Halo was the same way, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. on Xbox, like there were people who just played Halo, and that actually got a lot of people into games in the first place. Yep. And the their their biggest influence is just that. Like they helped bring gaming in general into the mainstream. And there are still people who only play Call of Duty. I hope you know they branch out and try <laughs> because so there are there are way better things out there than call of duty I'm, i will say that, that halo was probably the first game that i played we'll say in a more hardcore manner like i played like all these games growing up but halo was really the first one that i dedicated time to getting better at mostly because <laughs> i wanted to show up all the people in my in the when we linked up the four xboxes together mm-hmm. oh yeah halo I mean, was a phenomenal game Still is like yes, still great games. Somehow, pistol, most powerful weapon in the game. <laughs> Feels good, man. Feels good. <laughs> it was made me so sad when Halo Two and and on when they like nerfed it enough. Yeah, and I was just like, well, this isn't Halo anymore. The pistol is the most strongest weapon. They could have leaned into that, and that would have been really cool. Like, really, like. They give you the most powerful weapon, but you don't know that at first. <laughs> it's not just you don't know that. It takes it, it takes a certain amount of like, like the the skill on the pistol was actually, I wouldn't say it was more impressive than like a sniper or something like that, but it took a certain amount of skill to get used to. Sure, killing with a pistol. Yeah, yeah. You did have to. You did have to have some some twitch skill to. You know, take people out with a pistol. Like, <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. Wait, are we describing Twitch skill like a controller shooting as Twitch skill? Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, learning how to play the aim assist. That's what it means now. <laughs> Back then, we didn't know what aim assist was. So Halo One had aim assist. No, no, but we didn't know what it was, so it doesn't matter. So it yeah. doesn't count. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was really good at getting my reticle near somebody else. <laughs> yep, flicking in their general direction as long as you hit above their shoulder it was okay yeah i, I think halo is actually one of the first games that like like it, i mean talking about skill like it was one of the first games where you could really kind of develop skill outside of pc gaming and up until that point console games were almost always either yeah casual or just nobody had done a first person shooter on a console really like successfully GoldenEye was not as okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, who are we kidding? GoldenEye was great. But as a shooter, <laughs> like, it, it was great because of how clunky it was. Kind of like Classic Well. Yeah. Full so. circle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> classic Well. No skill involved. <laughs> not like EverQuest. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> feeling, feeling targeted. Uh, what no 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 targeting here cool your jets so what uh what games are you looking forward to borderlands 3 comes out real soon doesn't it next friday i'm not i'm not super excited about it but i didn't like the first one and i played a little bit of the second one so i'm not their target audience i don't think i would assume not i have a bunch of friends who are playing it both in california and idaho like all my other mmo buddies and stuff are playing it i'm just like but but classic wow, <laughs> <laughs> and no, one... you, you need some friends to play with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had I had a queue the other day of three hours 
on oh, wow on a it was on a tuesday night yeah on tuesday night i had a queue of three hours and i was like this is what i've been waiting for i was considering subscribing and playing again and like i had never even never crossed my mind that i might have to wait into a queue and then i just heard it mentioned in like a reddit thread or something and like that moment my brain was like, nope <laughs> not gonna do it don't have time for that shit. yeah <laughs> It's like the last thing I want to do is get myself hyped on something like, oh yeah, I'll totally have to wait. About, let me let me download the client. Let me get ready to go. Oh, three hour queue. Like now that I'm excited about this, I care, and I can't sit in the three hour line. That's ridiculous. That's fair. Um, there are other servers that don't have queues. I think maybe. Sure, and I mean wait two weeks, and then none of the servers will have queues. My <laughs> assumption, but yep, yep. that's, that's fair. probably fair. <laughs> What's uh, what's Death Stranding's coming out here pretty soon? Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, I haven't seen anything about that game. That now we're back to Googling again. I don't I think uh, play it. I don't. I don't think they've really shown anything. I mean, their their big video at uh, at at Gamescom or whatever was, you know, Norman Reedus peeing and then falling off a cliff. Oh, that's right. Then everybody peed on him, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know oh if they peed God. on him. I thought there was like there's something where it's like everybody peed on a on a mushroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if if, if everybody pees in the same spot, a mushroom grows or something. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this guy's. I, I don't. I. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking forward to it. Like I don't know what to expect. Like if it's not the greatest thing in the world, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I mean, the but, like four seconds of gameplay footage I've seen did not look compelling in the least. No, like they they don't do anything in the gameplay footage they've released. He walks around, he puts a ladder somewhere, he climbs the ladder. That's usually it. Hey, I mean, ladder, the ladder placement is important. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, in this game, it's very important. It's <laughs> like, you know, magic ladder that extends forever or whatever. But the very first, like it, it they set up some really cool antagonistic elements in the very first video that they released like this world is being, mm-hmm. yeah. you know overrun by this corrupt thing and there's this guy who can control it and you know maybe you're going to be fighting these weird things but like they've shown none of none of that since and then. babies and babies that was the weirdest thing the baby baby yeah. like this esophagus or something and so yeah like i i honestly don't know what to expect but i'm i am super excited for its release <laughs> so that i can watch it Watch on Twitch and yeah. then never see it again. <laughs> That's the thing is that it doesn't even seem like a game. It seems like an interactive movie or like it seems I, like it just seems like somebody difference at this point. Somebody gave Kojima $150 million and said, go. <laughs> and he said, wow, how far can I crawl yeah. my own ass? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Like I, I you know, I, I liked Metal Gear Solid 5. I will watch this with cautious optimism. <laughs> um, for me, I would have to say Borderlands Three. Also, just to, I'll I will give it a couple of days, probably let my friends level up, and then uh, maybe I'll buy it, and then they can carry me. I, I'm just crossing my fingers and being like, please don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up. Like Borderlands <laughs> Two was not perfect, but if they just released another Borderlands Two with new tech and new con, like just just new content not like 
let's change the game in dramatic ways. I don't think there would be any like serious concerns. I honestly feel like Gearbox is not the kind of company to really experiment. Yeah, or change up a, a formula, whether winning or losing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think they've got that Borderlands formula down. I think they know how to make Borderlands and they're going to make Borderlands. And, you know, some people are not going to like it because it's not different. But as long as you're expecting Borderlands, you're going to get Borderlands. You're so hoping. With, you know, fancier graphics. You're going to get towns with nobody in them and lots of boxes that have really elaborate opening animations. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Give it to me. Plenty of guns. Just don't misgender Claptrap. I've heard that gets you banned on their forums. Oh, okay. (laughs) Won't do that. Yeah. Okay. He's a robot. I mean, it's a robot. I don't. I don't know what he is. It it is. Damn it! I can't (laughs) be fired. (laughs) (laughs) They're putting Borderlands in uh, Fortnite. I saw that. What? Yeah. They're adding a little section of the map that's Borderlands themed. One well, and, and an avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, whatever. The Why are you sighing, cycle. Tyler? I swear to God, Fortnite is just like, like the late show of video games now. It's like <laughs> whatever's popular. Like, come on in. Well, tell me Borderlands chat about what you're doing and shoot each other and build mountains. Fucking <laughs> Borderlands is an epic exclusive, so it makes sense. Oh yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And I'm sure Epic spent a lot of money to make that happen. So they want to get their bang, like make it a cohesive experience and get their bang for their buck out of it. It's just almost comical at this point of just like Avengers and Borderlands and like a live concert. Wait, when? Was it Weezer or Offsprings? It was was Marshmallow. Oh yeah, Marshmallow. He's a, he's, a, he's a music producer. Okay, hold on, Google. He wears a marshmallow on his head. That doesn't help me. I went to this... Like, he's like Dead Mouse for Fortnite yes. kitties. Yes. I, I went to this like little techno concert, and the guy wore a Joker mask, but he wasn't called Joker. I mean, he was called Boris. I don't understand things. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess he is wearing a marshmallow on his head. Yeah, Marshmallow had a, had a concert in Fortnite, and you could jump in and you know, do your little Fortnite dance to it. Oh my gosh. Yup. <laughs> what is going on? That's what Fortnite, I mean, Fortnite is, is a cultural phenomenon. That's, there are so many people playing it that they can just do really weird things like that and people will eat it up. Well, and that's the thing is their target audience actually like. Is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's not like, I don't feel like it's me. Yeah. I don't feel like any of that shit does anything for me. Nope. I care about Borderlands. I want to play Borderlands. I don't want to play Borderlands in Fortnite. Like, what? But the, I think that, to be fair, a Borderlands Battle Royale kind of sounds fun. Sure. I, I, I would play that. Just random guns. Like, yeah. Like caustic. Oh, and like, you, you like equip stuff. That'd be fun. I'd play that. I'd be okay with that. We might, we might get to play that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be super surprised if Borderlands had a multiplayer <laughs> no. VR mode. I don't know if they're you know, equipped to do that. Or if they're legally allowed to being, you know, connected with Epic. That's true. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to release our game on the Epic store and we're going to make a battle royale. <laughs> and Epic's like, our deal is done. That, I don't know that Epic would actually like, yeah, okay, good luck. 
like realistically that's fair. that's fair it's not free so that's true you have to pay for borderlands 3 and the season pass but yeah. oh god you do don't you mm-hmm. oh, oh how well many, how many dlc uh, expansions did borderlands 2 have uh quite a few and they were actually almost all very good yeah like, yeah they did. Like like they're one of the examples of dlc actually done pretty well like tiny yeah. tina or whatever her name was oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> What Tiny Tina is one of the best characters ever written. I I, I know she, I know she is, but that, that response was like you're having another one of those ribs in Austin.